All right. Hey, guys. It's 262 Talks. Uh, we are back. Um, we uh, we got... Oh, that's you. Um, <laughs> this week, we got me, Daniel. We got Hope sitting next to me. Hi. We got Joe. What's up? And we've got Kyle. Hey, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> and then uh, I think uh hannah is about to be hopping on here in a second um can you answer that Mm -hmm. um but yeah we uh (laughs) sorry um yeah we uh uh y'all's like oh my god oh geez okay don't worry about it what are we talking about today uh who wants to get us started (laughs) anyone oh joe do you want to give us the do you want to do you want to give us an update on your fast? It's going good. Want me to elaborate? Oh, it's uh, yeah, just, it's good. Just yeah. a little bit, maybe. Just a little bit more, buy some time. Uh, yeah, I blinked out on the top topics too. Uh, yeah, it's going day fifteen, a week left, less than a week left until uh, um, it's over. And I really didn't start craving food to to today until today when I was reminded about Girl Scout cookies and found out about the new French toast Girl Scout cookies. Mm. that's mm. gonna come in fire i'm trying to find line up my plug for uh the second that fast is over i'm gonna risk it all for that <laughs> just engorge yourself yeah. risk it all yeah risk risk that through it all but yeah well um yeah. should we i don't want us to dwell on this topic too much just because it is very sad and i'm sure everybody is like not too happy to hear about it all the time but um there was a shooting of what was it? It was six Asian Americans down in what was in in Georgia? What right? Georgia, Georgia yeah. Yes, eight total. Dang. Um, we're not gonna like mention the name of the fucking psychopath who you know committed this crime because, uh, fuck him. Um, but uh, the guy that I, had a bad day. Yeah, the guy yeah. apparently who had a bad day. Yeah. That's a good enough reason. And apparently he was also very sexually frustrated. I saw that he recently, too. He was a sex too. addict. Yeah. And he was having a bad day. And apparently that means, and that somehow means that this was not racially motivated, even though, isn't it, I think it's kind of ironic that, like, isn't it, like, all eight of the people were Asian Americans? Like Most of them, the majority, yeah. for sure. Even then, even admitting that it was out of sexual frustration, yeah. It should still be a hate crime because it, you're targeting women specifically. You're targeting gender. Regardless, yeah. Yeah, it's like... No, it's just fucking gross, man. Like, Why are we defending this? No, it, it... Not us, but you know, like, people are defending that and saying, like, oh, he had a bad day. Oh, he's a sex addict. Like, that's not good enough. That's not a reason to do what he did. I'm addicted to coffee-flavored ice cream by Haagen-Dazs. That does not mean I'm going to stab Hope in the throat. Yeah, I might do it for other reasons, but not because of that. Like, I do want to mention, I saw, there's obviously a lot of posts going around about spreading awareness about um, Asian hate and discrimination and stop Asian hate. But my favorite ones by far has been like, stop white terrorism. Yeah. That one, that's, that's the one. Because like, yeah, we can say Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate, all this and that. But like, we got to look at where it comes from, who does it, where does it start and stop it there. I mean... I mean, I mentioned this in the last episode that we did that, like, the major terror threat that we have here in the United States doesn't come from the Middle East. It comes from here in the Mm -hmm. United States. 
and it looks a lot more like our president than it does the president of Iran. Yeah. So, you know, like just one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It's so it's just so hope I, I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. I've seen that meme too. Um I like I don't know. I feel like this should be a moment where we recognize the racism against the Asian community and oh, that we should be specifically saying that, you know, like I get what you're saying and I agree with you, but like, I feel like this is kind of like the George Floyd moment for the Asian community in, in the sense that like, this is the wake up call that this, this shit is happening everywhere in the country and we have to do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I definitely agree with you on that too. And thank you for, for adding that in there because yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. But what I meant by that was at the end of the day, I think it's important to like overall all around figure out where it comes from and stop it at the source. But yes, I do fully agree with you that this is the moment for everyone to finally kind of recognize the discrimination against the Asian community. So I, yeah, I agree with you on that point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's because like, like uh, racially motivated attacks against people in the Asian community here in the United States has like skyrocketed since COVID happened. Mm -hmm. Like it's, and it's just incredibly ignorant people and shit like that. And it's like, I literally, like, when I was in the gym yesterday, I saw, I don't, I think it was Hannity or some fucking, whatever dumbass white dude was yeah. fucking on. Like, it, honestly, they all kind of look and sound the same to me. But, uh, they like, he was saying some shit about, I think it's quite ridiculous that they're trying to blame Trump for what happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, what do you think happens when you repeatedly call something the China virus and, like is like you're repeatedly blaming an entire nation for some shit that like really like i'm i'm no fan of china in like in whatever like whatever disclaimer i need to give out out there but the thing is is like all coronavirus happened because it was affecting their people but then they took the steps to you know mitigate the the virus and now their you know their numbers are incredibly low it happened to get here to the United States and we fucking fumbled the bag like we always do. And that, in my opinion, that's not, you know, that isn't enough to be like, oh yeah, this is China's fault. It's like, mm, no, not really. Like, I don't know. It's definitely not their people's fault, you know? Like it has nothing to do with with that. And especially discriminating against an entire set of people for that. I, that just seems like very- Especially people who aren't even necessarily Chinese. Oh yeah, like, like, it's just spread to the whole Asian community now because I mean we can't we're not going to sit here and say Trump supporters are smart. No, the level no. of the level of of badness that this pandemic caused in America is Trump's fault and is the American Republican Party's fault. That that's the thing about the U.S. Like that that's whose fault it is. Like period. Nobody else. No other country, nobody else. It's Trump wanted people to blame every, all, all these other countries to turn people against these different cultures. That's what he wanted. That's what he was sent to the White House to do, and and it it was his fault. Uh, Bush in the early two thousands with the Middle East. Yeah, well, yeah. To Daniel's point, I mean, ironically, the last tw- two decades they've been with you know doing away our rights, whether it be with their mass surveillance or you know whether with the wartime economy or different things like that i the same people basically turning them into uh you know middle eastern doomsday preppers and it turns out they're the real enemy they're a real threat like they're we they've been warning us about them themselves the whole time 
to Daniel's point, but also uh, Hope or Kyle, one of you two mentioned that, you know, you're, you're hating on Chinese when they're not really even Chinese. That, that just underlines their ignorance too. They don't know a damn difference. Like they, they don't, they're willfully ignorant to not know the different cultures and, and different things like that. And that just kind of underlines a whole, whole overarching thing there. And like, and I guarantee you in like the aftermath of this and shit like that, the NRA is not going to say anything because this was a white guy who killed people, you know, like every other time the NRA is going to be like, Oh, it's not a gun problem, blah, blah, blah. Like when the last time the NRA, like, um, well, any, anytime that it's like a white person who like goes out and like kills people or shit like that, the NRA always responds by being like, Oh, it's, you know, people who kill people, not guns. They kill people. But then back in the eighties, like the NRA was like a major um, lobbying point to help uh, take away the weapons away from the black Panthers, even though they were just defending their communities and shit like that. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a double standard. It's an du- incredible double standard. And I think terror groups like the NRA and all of these white supremacy groups that go around uh, normalize actions like this. And I think, uh, I don't know, it's incredibly toxic to our society. For sure. And here's, here's, I think this opportunity to combat it, not that it might make any difference, but take the that dumb sheriff's quote or, who turns out to be a racist himself. I don't know if he was promoting or selling or the Kung Flu shirts like way back when the pandemic started. Anyway, but the guy that said it was a bad day, take that quote and apply it to the facts that the, 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 the murderer literally walked into a gun shop the same day was able to get the gun that he used to kill the people the same day because Georgia doesn't have a um, you know the the waiting period and and they're not required to do on, on the certain handgun uh, shotguns are not even required to do a background check so use the facts of that compared with his quote and say why you need a waiting period because one of the main arguments against a waiting or for a waiting period obviously is the cooldown effect of you know somebody having an emotional you know wanting to go in and do harm you know, that the same day or whatever, like supposedly this dude that had the bad day did. So I take that quote, use it, turn it into a gift for lack of a better term and, and apply it to the facts. But and I'm going to, I'm going to, I gotta, I gotta do this. And this is my, <laughs> because you guys are, are getting to me and you know, this is the kind of subject that most people would tell me to shut up on because you're going to piss off people who shut support up, you. Kyle. But you guys are, are, are way off here talking about guns, in my opinion. Um, and, and I'm not going to defend the NRA here. I'm not a fan of the NRA. But this isn't a gun problem. This is a violence problem. And I don't care if there's waiting periods. I don't care if there's bans on assault rifles. None of that's going to do what you want it to do to stop the serious pandemic of violence happening in our country look in kenosha itself we we've had more murders this year than our average for for whole years already and it's only march and this is happening in cities all across america there's a violence problem and you're never going to get rid of every gun on the street 
in America. I'm like, not a that, proprietor of people getting rid of guns. I'm proprietor. I'm a proprietor of doing uh, thorough um, mental health evaluations before approving somebody for gun owners. I'm a gun owner myself. And how does that? How does that stop them? I agree with you. Sure, I agree with you. But how does that stop them from getting their hands on an on an illegally obtained yeah. weapon? Yes, it's Kyle. Kyle, I'm, I'm on your side no, tonight. I'm no, on it, your side. I, I don't disagree on that point. But there is certain avenues that we can go to make buying a gun legally more difficult for people who are mentally unstable and then tackle an issue like the illegal gun market and stuff. Because I personally think that the illegal black market for guns is way more dangerous than the black market is for drugs. And I will stand by and I will stand by that. Agreed. And I would love to see all of the FBI resources going towards uh, going towards investigating Black Lives Matter protesters and and just regular old people. I would love to see those resources going towards the illegal gun market and yeah. investigating that. That would be great. But but honestly, like the things that, that you guys were mentioning, mandatory waiting periods and stuff, that's not going to stop the violence that we that we have going on in the country. That, that it's it's an old idea and it's an idea that it's time to abandon because the honest to God truth is people like their gun rights and and people have their gun rights and they should no I I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a disagree with you just because it's one of those things where it's like you're basically tackling this issue as if like it's like with healthcare you're like oh it's too expensive but there's so many things wrong with the healthcare system why bother even trying to like start fixing things it's like you need to do certain things when it comes to um, buying guns legally to make it more difficult to get your hands on shit like that. And then it will slowly start to trickle into other factors like of unstable people owning guns, maybe not being able to go and commit these violent acts against people, making um, mental health uh, care more available and more accepted in the United States than it currently is. Like these are not like big blanket solutions. Like, individually they are band-aids but if you like put all of these actions in conjunction with each other like having the fbi actually go in and start um uh, finding like these um illegal gun smugglers instead of wasting their fucking time like looking for coke like literally do these psychological psychological evals on people so they don't fucking buy a gun and the next day literally go and fucking with a splicky just blowing people away yes hope I have a very simple solution to all of this. Let's all kill ourselves. Would you know? Would you like to hear it? Yes. Let's just impose consequences on the white people who do these terrorist acts. Boom. I mean, look, I just solved the whole thing. Come on, someone hire me, please. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I know what you're trying to say, Hope, but it's like, it's not like the. You know, the dude who just killed a bunch of people in Georgia is going to be like going free tomorrow or I anything. Know, like, but if there's yeah. no serious consequence from from the media and from whatever the conviction is, like, we're just telling people over and over that this is okay. You can do this. We'll make excuses for you. You know, they'll someone else will see someone saying, "Oh, that guy had a bad day. Oh, he's a sex addict," and like making all these excuses yep. and be like, "Oh, it's not that bad." You know, if something were to happen, like, meh. I believe it should be yep. against the law to openly publicize and like talk about the the uh the person who committed these crimes i think it shouldn't be like you should not be allowed to sh- one show their face 
to like talk about who they are as a person go into like any kind of deep invest because honestly that is not the public's business yeah in my Stop opinion horrifying these people and that's yeah joe has got hope, things to say uh well, i was raising my hand as soon as be affected now uh the to hope's point like the the necessarily the the consequences like straightforward you know you go shoot eight people those kind of consequences but you don't just wake up and do that this dude's probably had issues over the last decade i don't even know how old he is to be honest with you what how you know over the last 10 his entire life of entitlement issues whether it be with women or, or other people um you know probably i mean he's probably probably was either bully or bullied or you know he's probably you know out slitting cats throats or whatever i mean he, it sounds like he has some mentally disturbed issues and a lot of these guys like it but when you don't have these consequences you know, for, it adds up, adds up, and then you get that God complex, you get that entitlement, you get that, uh, you know, you can get invincibility, you can get away with anything. And I think you nip it in the bud, like to Hope's point, I think uh, entitlement. Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, sorry, Joe. No, you're good, Kyle. Go. Um, let me real quick, because uh, I'm going to be driving, so I'm going to be silent for like five minutes. But um, real quick, to Hope, like, absolutely. Let's have more equal justice for for these violent crimes um and let's have consequence and let's let's actually have law and order when it comes to violent crime um and not not non-violent crime that's not that's not what's going to solve solve anything and then also to daniel and joe's point it is about mental health care and and investing in that and uh, like i think we all agree on that point but i guess my point is just that we we have to we have to abandon this old idea of gun control when when to be quite frank in my opinion guns make a lot of people safer um and and so i i think it's an old idea it's you know i'm a democrat but like it's an old idea that my party has that i i wish they would kind of let go of a little and i just think that the democrats need to evolve their thinking on gun control and not necessarily do like the shit that like beto o'rourke was saying where oh like we will buy back your like you know like i don't i don't believe that any like mental like i am a gun owner i own multiple guns like and i you know i consider myself to be a like uh a pretty safe gun owner like my guns are locked they like the ammo is stored somewhere else like um you know all of that stuff like all the precautions that any gun owner should take i don't believe that anybody who does responsibly own guns should face any kind of repercussions those are not the people that we should be concerned about because frankly they are doing nothing to society except for owning a gun maybe going to the range here and there or maybe feeling more safe in their home yeah like, but you never know who could snap and perform one of these violent acts with their firearm and that's why i think that the mandatory mental health um like uh, assessments should be like mandatory once every year like i i just took a like a like i just had to do a test for to have my cdl like and i have to do that shit once a year you can't why is there this. why is there more well the thing is like i i feel like as long as you're able to test somebody every year you're able to at least see like how they are mentally doing and stuff because like like then because then you're able to figure out if somebody is stable like if they have a stable like sleeping uh like arrangement if they have stable uh emotional uh up and down like figure out how they are from year to year because somebody can change like the way I felt this time last year is completely different than the way I feel this year. I feel like if a truck driver has to go in for a physical and like an evaluation and shit just to drive a truck, it shouldn't be too much to say, 
oh, once a year, a gun owner has to just go in and do a little eval. It'll take an hour and then you'll get a check mark, yes or no, you are stable, whatever, or you can go farther from there. I'm not an expert, whatever. I just think that a frequent like yearly checkup on people, because yes, 90% of the people who own guns are going to be completely fine. They're going to be sane people who just want to have protection in their house or they enjoy going to the range or whatever they do. It's their business. It's going to be completely normal. But then that 10% or even let's just say 1% of people who say are mentally stable, like if they say, oh, I've had severe drinking problems in the past year because of said reason, said reason, said reason. Those might be red flags as to, oh, this person might not be emotionally stable enough. Let's maybe dive into this a little bit more and see what's going on. Like, is it going to catch every single uh, person? No, I I don't think any of us are going to have any kind of solution that's 100% perfect. And I think that is completely asinine for anybody to think that there's a solution that's going to be 100% perfect. I just think that solution might be able to It'd be like a filter, like a screen, you know? I don't know. Let me, let me propose a hypothetical question. Um, would you rather have, let's say, these common sense gun? Okay, so if you had to choose between, let's say, an extra $100 billion in mental health funding over the next out on many years, um, or these common sense gun, you know, background checks, different things like that. To me, I'm choosing the $100 billion for mental health because I feel like the, the need for a lot of these different gun control measures, which I fully support, I'm probably more i'm definitely more progressive on this issue than kyle but that's fine um but i feel like those are symptoms of the cause of not addressing the mental health earlier and i know it's a cop-out that the the right always uses oh it's a mental health not a gun issue Mm -hmm. it's both but with the mental health i feel like that's when you're going to start making a substantive change because i think the combination of everyone's points here legislation's not going to change it and one thing that i will add to that with like the whole, you know, cause I, I think me and Joe are on pretty similar pages when it comes to like the mental health aspect of like gun ownership and stuff. I'm going to use one group of people who are very often gun owners, you know, um, and often suffer from severe like PTSD and stuff, veterans. Veterans statistically, most of them own guns. Like that is just statistically, a lot of them own guns, but then also like combat vet- like uh, veterans, they are more statistically likely to have like PTSD or like depression and stuff like that, suicidal urges and stuff doing like yearly checks on people can maybe find like some of these people who are potentially going to not only harm other people, but potentially harm themselves. Like, I'm not saying like these mental health screenings are just to like find like the your next school shooter and prevent that. I think these are incredibly important for, Joe Roberts, who was a Marine for nine years, and he saw his buddy get killed right next to him, who has been suicidal for a few months. And he gets caught, and he gets, you know, he goes to his uh, appointment for his mental eval yearly, and the psychiatrist says, hey, maybe we should start doing appointments and stuff like that so we can move forward with this. I think it's one of those things where if you do, like, at least a yearly screening for people to, like, see, check in on them yearly, and then moving forward with there, if they get caught, like, I think that would be good with not only helping people protect themselves, but protect other people. Oh, that's just, uh, just to be, I gotta, I gotta be this guy who, who's doing those checks, who, the government, the, the police, the, who's doing that in your mind? Well, I think that we could just do like, it, like, uh, like independent private, like psychiatrists who like 
like say that they you have to get like uh like with anything you get licensed to do like certain tests and stuff like that like some psychiatrists don't do mental evaluations to join the military but some do like you can have um have it to where psychiatrists can volunteer and they maybe get extra grants for their practice or something like that to perform these evaluations and then they determine so where they're not getting paid by the the they're not necessarily getting paid by the government, but they get like an extra grant to do them. So it's in, in a, like an incentive to actually perform these evaluations, but it's not one of those things where people are scared that it's actually the government like saying, oh no, you can own a gun, you can't own a gun. It's independent people who are educated and have like the resources to determine whether or not somebody is mentally sound. Also, I have something to say. I like this whole idea of like an annual mental health checkup and whatever I think it could be kind of like a yearly physical type of thing but I don't really know if that would have any effect or benefit on quote-unquote gun control I don't know if I agree with all of that I mean does everyone get their yearly physical no could you lie on a mental health evaluation yes absolutely so that right there like weeds out a shit ton of people who are a not gonna do it b gonna lie on it so then they just get swept through i i like the idea for people who like personally value their mental health and would utilize that resource but i don't i don't know if i agree with using it as a way to save people or prevent violent crimes with guns or anything like that I, I kind of agree with Hope, and that's why, that's why I said investment in mental health resources, um, you know, as opposed to, like, yearly checks, mental health checks or things. And, and you know, another aspect of that is there – if you really look at the statistics, it's not legal gun owners committing gun crimes. Yeah. Um, so doing those checks on those legal gun owners – isn't necessarily going to do a whole lot because a lot of case, a lot of the violent cases with guns are people who obtain those weapons illegally, maybe I'm, someone who lives in a household with a gun owner, things like that. Well, I mean, you're also kind of taking it as if I'm only talking about mass shooters. I'm also talking about people who legally own guns who then commit suicide. You know, like well, sure, and I, I, I don't know the I, I just to just to make sure I clarify myself, I don't know the rates on suicide, but I'm talking about just gun crime in general. Oh, well, I'm, I'm kind of addressing both of them. Cause you know, I'm kind of playing 5d chess here, but you know, I know, I know Kyle does, you know, might have trouble keeping up, but oh you know, God. listen, I agree with him today. Yeah. And that's kind of making me cringe. <laughs> listen <laughs> here. Oh, also Kyle, I don't know if you can see me and hope both got, uh, some Naruto kunai because we are here to threaten you with saying if you say Dragon Ball Z is better than Naruto ever again, we're coming for you. Dragon Ball Z is better than Naruto, you doofus. No. Dragon Ball Z is problematic as fuck. Have you seen the way they depict black people? I thought so. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is better. It's better. It's better. Oh, okay, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Kyle thinks Dragon Ball Z is better because they depict black people in a very demeaning way. You heard it here first. You think you're the first person to try to twist my words, Daniel? I've been dealing with people like you. You're doing it yourself. Kyle's in politics. He's used to that. We have other topics. Do we want to switch topics? Yeah, the good news that happened here in Kenosha. Hope you know. You announce it. You announce it. Uh, I don't know the specifics of it, but the asshole that 
killed Kaylee Juga got convicted, I think. I believe my yeah, he was mom found guilty. My mom texted me all like whoop de doo about it and I I haven't looked at the news today. Got uh, uh stamp chat video of him crying too. Yeah, she said he was crying like a little baby. Good. Yep. Yeah, there, I yeah, I should I'll send it to you. Fantastic. I don't want to name him here either because that's just fucking stupid. No, yeah, we're not naming him. No, but Kaylee got justice today, so and uh, and her mom. And her, I'm and her mom. I'm so happy about that. I, uh, you know, that was one of the things that was when, when that happened. That was one of the things that made me want to run for the school board again, like I did in 2020. Um, that that really it really we have to have a discussion about domestic violence on that youth level. And uh, and that this this should open that discussion up, and I'm really glad to see that. I will say, and I'm going to say this because nobody else will, and someone needs to, um, that a certain prosecutor who's running for office right now and her supporters is are really using a homicide case politically right now, and that's something that rubs me the wrong way, big time. Um, if you're a if you're a prosecutor, if you're an assistant DA, you shouldn't be using any case to. To, to you shouldn't politicize a case in order for your own political advantage. And that's something that's going on in Kenosha right now. And I'm not even going to name names because people can figure it out, but I've been a I little mean, disappointed with some of the things I've said about it. Kyle, you can't see me, but I'm doing like a, a phone slash mic drop thingy. So appreciate I mean, it. Brother. Especially someone's got to say that, especially when it's a case that like kind of shook Kenosha as bad as that case did. Like, I remember like, you know, I would like, I saw like complete strangers like cry over it and stuff. Like, and I like, I remember that day, like it felt shitty finding out about that. Like I saw like all of the, like, it was actually weird. I like was heading towards, I was driving on 75th and like, I actually saw all of the cop cars heading that way. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what's all this? Like there was like 10 cop cars just like in a row, like the, the entire D of like 75th street was just completely locked up because cops kept going and we were like, what the fuck's happening? And then, like, I remember when I got to work, like, I, I don't remember, I don't think it was you. I think it was one of my friends at the time. They, like, mentioned, like, something had happened. I, that was, you know, and to politicize, a, it, it would be like if somebody tried to politicize, um, you know, the shootings that happened back in the Kenosha uprising. I, I'm no longer naming that fucking dirtbag on the podcast anymore. But, like, it'd be like if somebody was trying to politicize that. Oh, wait. Oh, oh wait. There are people trying to politicize that. Holy shit. I think I think the Kaylee Drew case really hit a lot of families in Kenosha hard. I know like my mom, it hit my mom pretty hard because you kind of personalize it and you think, well, that poor mother, like that poor family, what if that was my family, you know, and you can put yourself in their shoes. And that was very close to where I live as well. It was in a neighborhood very nearby. So and, and honestly, like, we don't have much crime, especially heavily violent crime like that in this in this part of town. It just, especially white caps. Yeah, especially that specific neighborhood. So it just, I, it kind of hit a lot of people on on the, the west side, I think. And, and I mean, for those who don't necessarily know what we're talking about or know, like, the story, like, I'm not going to give too many details or anything. It was back, what was it, 2017, 18? 17. Think 17. 17. It, was, it was 18 or 19 it, it might have even been 19 but it was a few years ago uh, a few years ago um this piece of shit went into um the the juga household 
and uh, not only killed uh, Kaylee, uh, they this fucking this fucking animal killed uh, their mom. No, no, no not shot shot, 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 the shot the mom. I forgot. Survived. Yeah, the mom survived. Um, Kaylee was what, like fifteen? Yeah, they were high school yeah. age. She was very young. Yeah, they were. It was domestic. It was. They, they were. He history. was a former. He was a former boyfriend, and like she had reported. I'm pretty sure she had reported to well, school members that he had been like abusive to. I want. I want to open this up a little bit more now because the point you're getting into, that there were signs that something like this was yeah. going to happen, and yeah. his friends are coming out and saying they had noticed changes in him and teachers and you know faculty was aware of what was going on so i think this could open up a much broader conversation about noticing the signs and reporting them and not just letting things slip by especially if it's if it's someone in your friend group and you're noticing changes like that where you suspect they could act out violently Mm -hmm. that's that's just not something to ignore and i know we all think like oh that could never happen in my life no one i know could ever do something like that or become someone like that but the truth is like that can happen. It can be someone you're friends with, someone you know, a classmate, and it can also be someone you know and care about that is the is the victim of that violent act. So, I think that just opens up a bigger conversation of, okay, bye, Kyle. I think Kyle's hopping on his computer. He said once he oh, got yeah. home, yeah, that's right. But yeah, knowing the signs and like reporting them, it can, it's, yeah. No, like, cause if if one day hope started acting different and i felt like hope was gonna go on a wild violent spree i'm sorry hope actually no you're welcome hope i'm calling crisis on you thank you yeah like it's one of those things where it's like if you do notice your friends acting different or you feel like something's going on not not even necessarily bringing it up to that person because that person could always like like either just you know bold face lie to you or you could potentially find yourself in a situation where they get violent towards you or something like that, depending on somebody's mental state. Like, it's like, it it just, no matter what, if somebody's going through something or like you think somebody is not in a right state of mind, like ignoring those things are possibly one of the worst things you can do. Like, I also just want to add before, because I'm sure um, Kyle and Joe have things to say. I just want to add all my love to the Juga family. Nothing, um, nothing but love for, for them. And I, I hope they feel a little bit of justice and closure now that now that this has come to a head at this point. And I know it'll never bring Kaylee back and it'll never be the same, but I just hope they feel a little bit of ease now that now that he's been convicted for it yeah. as he deserves to be. So Absolutely. Um, and uh oh, go ahead, Connor. All I wanted to add was because I dropped out for a second, so I don't know exactly what was said but I caught the tail end of what Daniel was saying about um, speaking up or, or, or something when you see something like this. If you're in the school district as an employee or another student or whatever, you need to speak up and you need to start organizing around this issue of, of violence and abusive relationships. Um, something's gotta be done on the districts, on the school district level. And if you do watch that trial, um, KUSD has got some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because there was like signs, there were signs all over the place. Cause like he had been physically abusive with her in the past. And I'm pretty sure it was like something that she had like even told teachers about, if I'm remembering correctly. She told teachers and friends that she was scared for her life. Aren't teachers supposed to be mandatory? Yeah, they're reporters? mandatory reporters. Like I'm Is I'm he a football player. Yeah, he got yeah. off the football team for his for his violent tendencies. 
which I don't know how these aren't like red flags to be like, hey, they are, they are red flags. No, like what well, I'm saying, like I don't they know how these ignored. aren't red flags to people, like especially teachers who are supposed to be mandatory mandatory reporters or stuff like that. Like, like I hate to say that this is a this could have been this was avoidable because it's like it sound it feels shitty to say that, but it's like one of those things where this is was fucking avoidable, like that. If a very bright girl who seemed to have a very bright future could still be here, like finishing high school by now, if people would have stood up and actually done their fucking jobs or had stood up and actually done something about some shit that was very clearly heading a certain direction. And I, 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 I never wish ill on people. I, I, I always feel like that comes back to you someday. I really do hope that teachers who ignored certain signs or ignored her uh like at uh pleas for help or stuff i really hope that they feel guilty like i and i i i genuinely mean that like and i don't care if that makes me seem very vindictive or anything like that i hope they feel very guilty about ignoring certain things like especially a pretty much a child coming up to you and saying i feel scared for my life you know like i that's all i got no one thinks it's gonna happen in their life until it does so i might not be like the, other than sorry. It's like the social workers that failed Gabriel Fernandez. Oh, like yeah, so many absolutely, others. absolutely. And um, just reading like uh, Stephanie Druga's a testimony, man, that was heartbreaking. Like in the paper, like that brought back a lot of like you know you forget over the years about some of the things like just how traumatic it was for her and um and like Hope said it, you could relate to anybody from a parent standpoint, from a kid standpoint. Like what if that you know or a sibling standpoint, but it comes back also to entitlement too, because again, you know, there's more factors to it, but the killer, now we can say that convicted killer, you know, blamed her, uh, Kaylee for his issues, for his, when it was obviously him who was, you know, being the possessive dominant one. Um, so it comes back down to entitlement as well. The other thing is on, um, uh, I, at least on the comments, I kind of got into a, a rabbit hole there, but there's still racism is still alive and well, you know, I don't know if they're, I mean, they're saying that they had the only reason they had to move it to the Bristol is because that there's going to be riots if he was convicted because of the people that live downtown Kenosha, uh, you know, different things like that. Um, and I pointed out, well, you know, actually quite a few judges and elected officials live in downtown Kenosha. I didn't know that their building was so, so dangerous. It's good to know. The other thing is um, on that point, and is apparently the DA dropped the mother F uh, mother F on on record on court. I know that doesn't have anything. Did they call here or there? Did they call him a motherfucker? No. So, I, so this uh, I didn't watch. You swear the on here, Joe. By the way, like, no, I know, I know. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna add a little little. I'm not just gonna say it. I want to add you know a little context <laughs> to it. You know, be dramatic about it. So Boy. I didn't watch it, but somebody's watching or listening to it or whatever. But on record. You know, the, the uh, DA was, or DA, excuse me, the defense was saying, you know, uh, it, they, he was mistaken that it actually wasn't the, the killer, whatever their excuse was, you know, something along those lines. And I guess the DA, I hate to even give him any name, but uh, I guess the DA said, uh, well, then he must be one of the unluckiest motherfucker alive. <laughs> Damn. On court record. I, I, I know I was so emotionally conflicted on that because I hate to even like, whatever but yeah that's, so, the so only, that's the only time i will ever respect something that somebody has said in a court <laughs> you know i thought that too but you know the other thing though too is you know like like 
yeah, of course, you're going to have the courage to, to kind of be a little more forceful, a little more overtly uh, aggressive in prosecution when you have, you know, quote unquote, the whole town behind you versus when you actually you do need to have some courage, evidence and everything, else. you know, right. You know, I, right. I know Mike Gravely personally, the, the DA and I, you know, I, right now I've got some, some like some issues with, with the recent decisions lately, but, but I don't think I've ever heard him swear. <laughs> ever yeah he is a very mild mannered you know what i mean like very like even even when i've seen not only for me personally but others that like whatever like open records request you know a nuisance thing you know very overtly polite whether it's an actor or whatnot i don't i don't necessarily think it is an actor. i think he is actually kind of like a like Kyle, you know I, midwestern like oh you know what i mean yeah so like and you know what, though? I mean, if I was in his shoes and that emotional, I, 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 I would be disbarred because I would say a lot worse than motherfucker, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's emotional roller coaster there. But yeah, I thought that was uh, K News didn't quote it, but, you know, maybe if the uh, the other, pro, you know, the system DA was there. You're not here right there. Kyle's made that point. I dropped the mic. Conversation. Um, all right, let's. We we can we we can jump to another topic before it gets too sad because I know I know all of us like uh, you know very much felt shitty about that whole situation. But um, what else? Yeah, uh, Putin Biden beef. We could uh, we could talk about the murder that happened last week that uh, the person that committed it had a chance should have been locked up in the summer, but the current assistant district attorney chose not to. So honestly, I think we've talked or, about or, enough murder today. I, I I know, I know. I I, I was trying to play um, off uh, well I think we can generally yeah. talk about let stimulus, stimmy. We we didn't get a chance to talk about stimmy last week. I got week. my stimmy. I got Biden my stimmy. Bucks. I got a stimmy. Biden Bucks got me a new tattoo. <laughs> I bought this sweater. Does that say Biden? No, it says uh, <laughs> it says crybaby. It says Biden. It says Papa oh. <laughs> Papa B. That'd be funny if I just got a uh, no gods, no malarkey. <laughs> I and I, I mean, I'm wearing my Joe Biden shirt, but uh, I, I felt so bad for him. I cringed so hard when he slipped on the going up on Air Force One today because I know that, you know, I know it has nothing to do with the bullshit they're saying about his cognitive health. You know, that's you know what I mean. But I felt so bad for him because I actually feel for him. It's not even just a political thing. I feel bad for him. Like, leave the guy alone. Uh, you know, they're already talking about his cognitive decline. I know Matt Gates, the Satan spawn himself is all over talking about, you know, signs that he slipped in or, you know, that he's, he's well, cognitively. You know, is but, it like, isn't like Fox news, like pushing that, like Biden is like given up on being president already or something like that. And it's like, I'm like, what the fuck yeah, are you like, just talking about? Like what? Yeah. And there's even speculation that like Putin wished him the best of health, you know, whatever that it was like an underlying tone, you know, like a, diss at his supposed bad health and you know obviously with the russian disinformation campaign you know, they're spreading a lot of that but the q and people are, are dead convinced kamala harris will be president in a year that would just tickle you pink kyle <laughs> we gotta wait a whole year we gotta wait a whole year oh my god dude i would wait i would i, I, I would talk. wait a lifetime before that woman is president i would like i i cannot do it man like like 
Shit, man. I mean, I'm saying this now as if I won't fucking vote for her the next time they fucking put a fascist as the Republican president. Oh, wait. Fucking every single one of them are fucking fascist sympathizers at this point. Like, uh, dude, like, I don't... <laughs> I'm not as much of a fan fangirl uh, about for uh, the... What, what what do they call it? It's the K-Hive for the Kamala Harris supporters. Oh, God. Yeah, oh. they call them the K-Hive. They it's, should stop. K-Hive. Well, I actually have not heard that, but yeah. I like it, actually. I like it. It's endearing. Dude, they it's are endearing. the most fucking fierce supporter. Like, people talk shit about the Bernie bros going out and, like, harassing people online. Dude, the K-Hive will find where you live. <laughs> like... <laughs> that sounds like Beyonce. What's Beyonce? Oh, Beyonce is Bayhive, right? Or Beehive, oh, whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it's Beehive. supposed to be, like, similar. Be, yeah. That. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, yeah. Hi, She's not Beyonce, though. She's not. She's like a way lamer version. <laughs> Beyonce's overrated. Beyonce is very overrated. I, I agree. Oh, wait, we didn't do our new segment that I was introducing. What's the new segment? I am going to start off our new segment that oh. I I decided, hey, sometimes we have a hard time starting. And I know we're like towards like the like three quarters through the podcast like at this point. Yeah. But. I decided that sometimes we have a little trouble starting our episodes and like warming into it. I decided that to start arguments or like to get us talking, one of us would go, I think blank is overrated. And I'm going to start. I think Harry Potter is overrated. You're wrong. Admit you're wrong. Right I now. think Harry Potter is overrated. JK Rowling is overrated. Harry I Potter watched is not. all of the Harry Potter you're movies wrong. in a week and I didn't get it. Like they were okay. You liked them. I we'll liked them, the but I don't. I like we'll read them. the books. What do you mean you didn't get it? No, I no, I didn't get <laughs> like how insane people are for Harry Potter based off of the movies and stuff. I didn't read the books. Oh, I love well, the read books, Daniel. Um, I'm sorry. I'm too busy being an active member of society trying to benefit us and to push us forward. I don't have time to read a million pages of. I'm gonna be really honest. Harry Potter taught me how to read. Harry Potter, it will always be in my heart. Hot and, take. And Hot take. Kyle doesn't know how to read. He just has memorized a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I have memorized a lot of words, actually. If That's you, what reading is. <laughs> if you don't, if you, if you've only seen the movies of Harry Potter, though, you've missed fifty percent of all of that. I mean, those movies. What if you haven't seen either? Honest, I haven't like, seen or read either. Movies, no. the movies suck. They need to remake the whole thing, and no. and the cast is good, but they need to remake the whole thing and tell every single aspect of the story. Because, like, if you read the books, you, you would not have this opinion, Daniel. Well, here's the thing: I don't have any urge to read a turf's books, um, but uh, I, I will say, based off the movies, I don't get why people are so why millennials are so obsessed. Oh wait. Kyle, that explains. Because we grew up on it. <laughs> Thing is, I grew up. But on... you didn't watch them as they came out. I remember watching them as they came out growing up. I mean, okay, that's fair. That is completely fair. I grew up on Star Wars and like Lord of the Rings. Those and are like... I don't, I don't, I think Star Wars is a little overrated. So. What? Shit. You are the fattest fucking simp for Kylo Ren. And you're always yeah. telling me that you're watching different Star Wars. That's, I watch a very select few number of the Star Wars movies. She's a liar. Because I think the other ones are absolute garbage. Yes, Joe. Joe uh, what? 
I haven't actually seen either Star Wars or uh, Harry Potter or a Red <laughs> Harry Potter. No part in this conversation. So, I know. I'm just saying that's why I'm going to be on mute. I just wanted to, you know, I don't want to be rude. That's why I'll be on no, mute. I'll listen, I'll moderate. What have you I seen? I know. I know. Have Shrek? You seen I, was, I like Shrek. No, no. Another, another. I like Shrek. Trilogy. The canon of Shrek movies are the first Shrek movie, the second Shrek movie, and the fourth one. We do not talk about the third one. There's Isn't there four? a fifth, too? There's four. I thought there was a fifth. Isn't there a fifth? No, they might be making a fifth one, but there's only four right now. I know. I've studied Shrek movies. I like them a lot. Studied. But the second Shrek movie is the perfect sequel. It's not a you perfect know, movie. It it's the sequel. perfect sequel. Similar to Empire Strikes sequel. Back. Outside of Hope, despite her, her Star Wars issues... I don't have you guys are terrible, issues. terrible tastes. You, Joe, Daniel, you guys are just... Have you never heard the soundtrack to Shrek? That Those are some bangers. Hey now, I still listen to Get your game on. Go. There's some bangers on that. And, yeah, and don't right. and you know what? Uh, what the hell the musical was it? Not high school. Whatever. There's some bangers on this Shrek soundtrack. That's for, for sure. One and two. Now, I don't know about these. have really good music. Even the third one, which is like the shittiest one. They all have really good music. You know, for Star Wars, I just don't like A New Hope. Well, nobody likes A New Hope. Oh, okay. So it's not just... Okay. Well, then never mind. I like... That's like the only one I don't like. What? A New Hope in... I know like 10 different huge Star Wars fans. They all have said that A New Hope is probably one of their least favorites. A New Hope is the original Star Wars. A New Hope yeah, is... Yeah, and it is not aged well. Compared to even the other two original trilogy movies, it's not that good. I don't have like sentimental connection to it either. I just watched it like maybe six months ago. So like I found it just horrible. Empire and Return of the Jedi are by far way better than A New Hope. I'm so frustrated with all of you. Tell me that Empire is not better than A New Hope. I'm Tell so me. frustrated with Lie to me. Actually, so no, I, I I gotta be honest with you. Empire is not my favorite. It's uh, not like, my I, I recognize how great of a movie it is, but it is not my favorite Star Wars movie. It's lower down on my list than most. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Wait, I'm gonna say mine first. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I like actually Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Wow. Um, however... Rogue One and Rogue One, Rogue One and um, uh, Revenge of the Sith give it give it a run for its money, but I think Return of the Jedi is the best. I just think which ones with the at the with the lava pit, the the Obi Wan, the good guy. That's Revenge and of the that, Sith, where it's really Anakin pretty. Skywalker, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen scenes. Okay, I think that's I think my, that's, by that's, default that's my favorite. Because that's, that's the, Star the only scene I remember. It's Revenge of the Sith or uh, The Rise of Skywalker have to be the most visually stunning Star Wars movies, in my opinion. Like, like the like the Mustafar fight with Anakin and Obi Wan. Like with the the music like supporting it, dude. Like I've watched that movie like like probably like four dozen times in like the past like two years alone. Like not to mention all the times I watched it when I was a kid. That final fight, like still takes my breath away and then like the last fight in the rise of skywalker like where it's ben and uh ray versus uh big papa palps it's still like it's awesome it's great it you know i i yeah anyway so back to what we were saying 
Yeah, Harry Potter is overrated. You're wrong. Are we going back to politics for the last seven minutes or are we just doing this? An episode, this is going to be an episode on the politics of Harry Potter. Well, listen, Hope, I think we just need to like kind of end it on like a lighter note since we talked about murder for like a good 45 minutes. <laughs> That's incredibly fair. Yeah, like, like we're like, yeah, so like murder happened. Harry Potter. Anyway, so like the the basis of what happened with the stimulus is like no, that's like a bummer, man. Like, like that's true. Okay. It'd be like that one episode where we got an argument about Naruto versus uh, Dragon Ball Z. It was like that was also like a pretty heavy episode, wasn't it? I've never seen either of that either. Our Naruto is every, way better. I leave every single one of these episodes absolutely raging. So. How do you, you think know. it feels talking to you, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kyle, today you're all right. We're on the same page today. You're green. Good. Moderate. Today, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up? How does it how does it feel helping fascists move forward? It's not a fascist. Moderates help fascists move forward. Not that one. Mo- moderates be like, I think extremes are bad on both sides except for you know the fact that republicans are nazis (laughs) republicans might be nazis but the democrats wanting health care is just as bad i'm a moderate i don't want to pick sides that's an excellent joe mansion daniel yeah that's an excellent kyle flood too (laughs) that's gonna be kyle when he runs for president in like what how wait how old how many elections is it until Kyle? Is it 35? You have to be 35, I think. It, yeah, and he's what, 26? Some bullshit like that. Oh, God. Kyle, Kyle you're... Oh, God. Look at that jawline. Kyle, I just had hoo hot before the podcast. I'm trying to keep it down. Oh, my God. Kyle, wait, how old are you again, Kyle? 26. Okay, so... Nine. Nine years. Nine years. You're not going to run for president, guys. Not well, not nine been... years, obviously. You need to run for Congress or Senate first. Moderate as president? No, but like when he runs for president, that's going to be what he does on the debate stage. <laughs> Republicans might be hey. bad, but I think our party <laughs> is bad too. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Quid pro quo. Uh, if I run for president, you can have a job if you vote for me. Uh, dep- which, which position? Treasury or state? Just let me know what you want. Yeah, Just treasury or state. <laughs> <laughs> Make me... Make me a uh, secretary. Absolutely not. Treasury, a, a communist in the treasury department? <laughs> not in my, not in my life. Yeah, but Kyle, by then I will be a very well-established progressive Democrat. So, like, don't You're worry. Right. I will have, I will have moderately radicalized you by then. Actually, no, I'll just have to be very deep undercover to where I will be a progressive Democrat. Because then you'll put me in as secretary of state to like. Uh, make the progressive side of the Democratic Party happy. Oh, wait, the Republicans should be in the cabinet, too, because <laughs> no, they need to be represented, too, even though Republicans cabinet. never followed that also. <laughs> the neck gets me. The neck gets me. That's what gets me. Perfect snap. I do want people who do listen to this know that me and Kyle are friends. Like, I know that me and Kyle have this weird playful banter where we argue every time and I make fun of him. But me and I do consider Kyle to be a very hey, good friend. Me, Morning yeah, Joe, Daniel's that's the how they made her. Say that, though. Huh? Daniel's the only one that'll say that, though. Oh, no, I will very openly say that Kyle is my friend. Kyle has checked on me when I'm doing very shitty 
at times where only like maybe hope has checked on me where it's like so that stuff like that matters to me you know yeah stop Kyle. just kidding kyle we're not <laughs> friends anymore <laughs> actually wait oh fuck no i was gonna go grab my antifa flag but it's nailed to the wall so i can't get it down that quickly <laughs> but um does anybody want to just like quickly say any good news like what that's happening in everybody's lives or wait, anything wait, like that wait. i got my first covid vaccine yay sweet what about you guys have you guys gotten the shot yet I just signed up to be alerted, like when when like I'm eligible or whatever or is opening. Well, I face, like physically call pharmacies. That's what I had to do. I signed up for a lot of like notify me when I'm eligible, but I knew I was eligible, so I had yeah. to, I just called around and it was so easy once I started calling. Really? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna level and be a normal person here, and I, I don't want to say this because I I, I barely want to say this because I don't want to inspire other people to think this way. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm nervous about getting it. I, I, I haven't too. signed up to get too. it. I haven't decided exactly when. I, I'm just, you know, long-term effects. Like, you don't know, but will I get it? Absolutely. I'm going to. I'm going to muster up the courage. But, like, to be honest with you guys, I'm nervous about it. Like, I'm throwing- for real, like, legit legit question for you, Kyle. Like, what, what, how long, like, what kind of uh, case study or, you know, sample size do you need, do you think? I, I, I'm totally curious. I don't think, that, I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's, I got to just convince myself to trust it because I, I think I, I do trust the studies that have been done. Like I, I trust the, the FDA. I really do. I just, I have to convince myself in my own mind. And I, I think a lot of people are feeling that way right now, but. Um, For sure. And that's why I was asked because I, myself, like myself, it just it makes sense to do it. But like my dad, for example, or, you know, have some of the same concerns as you do. So I'm, I'm just actually always interested to see where that comes from. A lot my, of it comes from my grandparents are my grandparents are vaccinated now. I've got I've got friends and family that are getting vaccinated. Um, my grandparents said though, you know, they were like, "Yeah, we got it. We're old." They they looked at me and they said, "You're still young. I mean, what if there is something in ten years?" And when they said that to me, that's when I was kind of like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, wait, I I know you I know you want to say yeah something. when. I was also really nervous to get it and I had planned on waiting quite a while until I decided to get it. But when I found out how easy it was for me to actually like make an appointment and I found out that I was eligible earlier than I expected, I, I got it while still being nervous of the long-term effects because I I don't feel like I have that much of a future to look forward to anyway. So it just came <laughs> down to that, like the world's kind of shit. That's on God. I, I was like, yeah, what do I have to lose? Like, let's just see how it goes. Well, this is actually really funny because I'm going to extend an olive branch to Kyle because I feel exactly the same way as Kyle does, but I'm also using part, I'm partially using the rationale that like, I, so I, I currently am living with my grandmother, but in the next three weeks, I'm actually going to be moving uh, to Milwaukee. I'm still going to be working here in Kenosha. So like, I'm still going to be around obviously. And like Kenosha is my hometown. I'm just going, I just found a living situation up in Milwaukee. So that's one thing that's going on. But my grandma, she's a healthcare worker that works for the federal government. So she got her shot like right when it was available. Like, and like, she's, she's been good for a while. So like, she was like one of the motivating factors I had to get the shot. But since she has gotten her like COVID, uh, you know, uh, shots, I was like, less in a hurry to get it because like for two reasons, partially because I'm not entirely comfortable with it yet. Like, you know, yeah, I'm slightly nervous with 
you know, like I do trust the FDA, but it's also, you know, like Kyle said, but then also it's one of those things where I would hate that if I got my two doses and then it made it to where like some old lady like didn't like I took a dose away from some old lady who does need it. Like I am a 22, about to be 23 year old person who exercises regularly, doesn't have any pre-existing conditions. I'm going to be okay if I do get COVID. Now, if some 85 year old person who has mesothelioma or something like gets COVID, they're probably going to die. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'm, I'm taking my time. But um, I think Hope just said that we got to wrap it up. Um, does anything else have any last little quick things before we get off? If I could just say, um, if you're watching this and you're in Kenosha or in Wisconsin, start looking up stuff about the candidates. Um, we've got an election coming up on April 6th um, in Kenosha. That's a few judge races, um, school board race, and state superintendent. Of public instruction so start studying those candidates i'll keep my opinions to myself until we talk about that eventually i'm sure we'll talk about it before the election comes around um but start researching candidates and and make sure you're registered to vote and make sure you get out there on april 6th or get an absentee ballot well joe do you want to announce our special guest for next week sure and at kyle's point my vote wisconsin.gov thank you kyle uh next week we got one of the candidates herself angela cunningham was running for branch six Kenosha circuit court and we're very excited. Yeah, can't wait. I was actually nervous that we were supposed to have her on this week. So I was like, shit, we're running late. I was like. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, that worked out. So Daniel, you're, you're uploading this tomorrow morning. Yeah, it should be up tomorrow morning. Let me just get it then put in a plug for uh, Joe and I are actually hosting. Um, and I said I wasn't going to give any opinions, but. Big surprise, I support Angela Cunningham. Um, but uh, Joe and I are actually co-hosting with a few other former and current elected officials, um, a fundraiser for Angela. It will be on Facebook Live tomorrow. Yep. Um, yep. Joe, you wanna give the info on that real quick so people can tune in and, and hear it's gonna be great. For sure, it is six o'clock. Check out Angela Cunningham for Judge on Facebook or Facebook page, it'll be live streamed there. I'll share it as well, Joe Cardinelli on Facebook and yeah, it's, it's not just a typical meet and greet fundraiser. It's going to be actually a robust discussion about lo local government, local campaigns and different things. So, awesome. and uh, open participation. So audience questions, please welcome. I'm going to be like, Hey, Angela, why are you so bad? No, anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope, I really hope she hasn't seen any of these. That's going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I should probably talk to her about like, that. All right. Um, well, we have been 262 Talks. I know today was a bit of a roller coaster episode with uh, Tone, um, but we uh, very much appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Facebook, um, Anchor, uh, Anchor uh, the podcast app for Apple, uh, any, any of those platforms. Um, Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, whatever other social media, MySpace. I don't know. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Grinder. Grinder. Yeah, we're on. We're on Grinder too. We just recently got on Grinder. Um, so uh, Do you got to be a premium member, or is that basic membership? We, we have explained so much. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> All right, guys. What? We appreciate you listening. Everybody, say bye. 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 bye.